0: Thank you so much for being here this morning at the Tree of Life Church. We welcome all of our guests. Thank you for being here. We're blessed by your presence some, and we're blessed by his presence a lot, and we are glad that you are here sharing this experience with us today. Hallelujah. Someone turn to your neighbor and say, there's a word for me here today. Well, I hope you meant it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Brother Brother, uh, Elliot, if you could give me a little of this monitor with the pulpit mic, one of you, that would be fantastic. I don't want to blow you all out. Try to be conscious of that. We're going to look to the word of the Lord in John, the fifth division, the gospel according to John. A familiar text, but still obscure because this account's not found in any of the other gospels. And so we're going to look at it. One more time today, and I want to uh, again welcome everyone and express my gratitude to our pastor. And Florida is being blessed not only by being Florida, but by our pastor being there ministering today. He was preaching a men's conference this weekend. And our very own Pastor Tyler Kovach is ministering in Florida today also. So the tree of life is out declaring the word of the Lord And uh, I know y'all are thinking, and we got stuck with you. Well, (laughs) truth anyhow, hallelujah. And God is good, and I I honor our ministry team, our executive committee. I'm thankful for what the Lord is doing and ready now. Hallelujah. It's not just a financial work, church. It's a spiritual work. Mm. I'll derail myself if I keep talking, so we're going to get to the word. But I do want to honor family, and I'm so thankful that my wife is here uh, she asked the Sunday school director, Brother Mark Purdy, if she could switch Sundays to be in here with her husband. And uh, I don't know if that's to keep me on a leash or if that's to support me, but either way, I'm honored because I probably need both. Hallelujah. And uh, I love my wife, and I'm thankful for my children. And all the goodness of God. Amen. John, the fifth division. Jesus is coming from Galilee Just before we get to the fifth chapter in John, he has just healed the nobleman's son. And depending on how you interpret the text, that was his second miracle. But we're looking now at the fifth division, and the scripture says, after this, after this healing of the nobleman's son, after coming from Galilee, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, there is at Jerusalem, hear the word, by the sheep market, a pool which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda having five porches. So this is the description we get of the of the physical location and the pool. And now we're now we're going to catch a little more of the scene. In these porches, if you will, lay a great multitude of impotent folk of blind or of halt or paralyzed, if you will, withered, having some disability waiting for the moving of the water everyone say waiting for an angel went down at a certain season so there was a time when an angel went down into the pool and troubled the water now listen to this next this next phrase here whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in <laughs> so whoever was first but after the troubling And then got to the water and stepped in. There's some protocol going on there. Was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity 30 and 8 years. When Jesus saw him lie. He was immobile. He had been in the same place a long time. Jesus knew that he had been now a long time in that case. Jesus knew. And he saith unto him, wilt thou be made whole? This impotent man answered him and said, sir, I have no man. When the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. I'm going to give you a little Brian interpretation of that verse real quick. Can we do it? I'm stuck here where I'm at. I'm hoping. I'm believing for a season and for my time, but even still, there's no way I can fulfill the protocol, follow the instructions. I'll never be first. It'll always be someone else. That's what he just told the God who said, let there be light. Jesus saith unto him, rise, take up thy bed and walk. And immediately... Somebody say, right now. The man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. Somebody say, walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. Now turn to someone and say, this is our Sabbath. My God in heaven. Hallelujah. I feel, you, you all are going to have to pray with me, for me, about me. I don't know, but we're going to have to, the Lord is going to have to help me today because my heart is, woo, it's full I want to lift our title today from verse 3 and verse 9, Waiting to Walking, Waiting to Walking. Let's pray together. Father God, I thank you for this word, Lord. I thank you, Father, because it is anointed. It is inspired by the Holy Ghost. And now, Lord, I stand before your people in humility, and I pray that you would let it come forth in purity, unadulterated for the edification of the body to establish and strengthen us, Lord, that our faith might be increased, that we would leave here different than when we came. Make me safe to your people, Lord. And I pray, God, and do us with power to leave, Father, from this place and to go forth in victory. In Jesus' name I pray. And the church agreed and said amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. History. Let's talk about history for a moment. Pastor preached this last week masterfully. It was incredible. I was so honored that guests would be able to hear the word of the Lord that went forth about the holiest of all. In preaching about the holiest of all, he was talking about the mercy seat. Bethesda translated literally means house of mercy, house of kindness. And I wasn't there. I cannot speak to the founding of Bethesda or how it came to be called Bethesda, but I can say this. Its name did prophesy of this encounter that was recorded in the text we just read. And there is mystery that surrounds the pool of Bethesda. We have no record anywhere in Scripture, and I am not aware of any in other historical accounts of any specific healing that ever occurred at the pool as a result of this angelic visitation. We just have our text as provided. Somebody say it's enough. Amen. Now, historians are split in their conviction regarding how and why this pool of Bethesda was constructed. Bear with me. There is commonly Uh, there is a commonly held belief by historians that the pool was used for religious cleansing by the Jews. And being in the vicinity of the sheep market or the sheep gate, if you will, rites of cleansing would have been appropriate for those Jews that would make their way through the sheep gate and into the city, perhaps on their way to the temple, perhaps selling lambs for sacrifice in the temple. And archaeologists have recently, in recent centuries, they have discovered what they believe to be the Pool of Bethesda. It's pretty cool to look at this archaeological site and see how they have excavated and what what shape it's beginning to take. But they found this pool that had two primary basins. There was a, a northern basin that was higher than a southern basin. And this southern basin resembled... That of a, a Jewish ritual bath, or a mikvah. Now, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, so I don't want you all to follow in my folly. Elder Enos, am I pronouncing it right? A mikveh. Okay. We're good. Everybody say mikvah. Everybody say mikvah. Don't let me lose you. It's only been a few minutes now. And in fact, archaeologists have discovered that these two basins that make up the pool, there's a total of five porches. Imagine that. <laughs> These covered areas that are attached to the pool, as described, again, by our text. The Word of God is true. Hallelujah. Now, there's an additional common belief held among historians that this pool was a public pool and that it was spring-fed. And most ritual cleansing pools or mikvahs would be spring-fed or would be flowing because we want life to come through the water. Hallelujah. We're not looking for a stagnant pool, but a flowing pool, if you will. And even as the Jews believed that immersion in a mikvah would cleanse from a host of impurities, especially, especially if it was spring-fed or flowing, there was this pagan belief also. Pagan culture held that there was healing power in springs of themselves. And attach this idea of waters being troubled or flowing or bubbling up, if you will, as actually presenting an opportunity for healing. So to me, this is all intriguing context. And so I wanted to share it with you this morning. But that's the historical account. Now let's look at the set. Here we are, and so it was, that here between this unclean sheep gate and the temple on the edge of town, if you will, where cultures and customs likely competed but certainly collided, the impotent, that is to say the weak and the feeble, and the blind and the halt or the crippled, the lame, the paralyzed, the withered, they would come and they would occupy these five porches. Why would they do that? For the hope of healing. There was a strong hope in every one of them for healing. The desire to see some manifestation of the miraculous, it was strong. The idea that situation mm, or circumstance or a future could be altered by some supernatural encounter, this was the catalyst for the hurting. It was not convenient for them, but this was the catalyst for anyone that dreamed of a better tomorrow. It wasn't an easy thing, but they would come to at the pool. I want to call our collective attention this morning to this observation. The pool was not a gathering place for the elite. This was not poolside at some five-star all-inclusive resort. This was not the gathering place for celebrities. This was not the backdrop for the perfect selfie. Come on. This was a place where shepherds came that had been in the field, that hadn't bathed in days, that had been around livestock. Anyone, anyone catching the vision here? Just the nature of their work made them unclean. This pool was not one of a prideful populace, but rather anyone that would occupy the porches of this pool, in fact, must have come to a place where their pride had to be thoroughly pierced through by desperation. Only the hope of healing could bring them to this place. This was a gathering place where faith, even if it was unfounded, even if it was in pagan culture and in mystery, faith was still nonetheless on display and let me pause and I know I've got to be conscious of my time and be careful of my pauses but but let me pause and say our world has great faith it's misdirected they've got faith in political systems they've got faith in education they've got faith in they've got faith in their in their workout and in their gymnasium they've got faith in technology and ai but i'm here to tell you today it's still faith it's still faith this is why we find on mars hill we find a message saying you're closer than you think you are this church needs to understand we as the body of christ need to understand that the world is closer than we think they are hallelujah and if we will open up our mouths and declare the gospel of jesus christ salvation will come So here we are, the impotent, the blind, the halt, and the withered they've gathered, and they are in the company of a host of unclean and of, and of outcast. And I want to remind you again that this gathering took effort. It was not a small thing. So we've talked about the history, and we've talked about the set. Now let's look at the scene. The rumor is that there's a season that the waters are troubled. There's a time when opportunity presents itself. There's a chance, there's a possibility that things could be different for anyone that can be there when the time is right, in the hour of the angel's visitation. But that's just the first qualifier for the miracle, if you will. Getting to the pool is one thing. Being there when the waters are troubled is another thing. But there's got to also be some planning because there's this pattern, this protocol, there's this order that's going to have to be followed once the waters are troubled. You're going to need some constituents if you're going to see your healing. You're going to have to surround the whole situation with a cast that is fully bought in and will give you that affirmative head nod of participation. I've got your back, you know, ensuring that the power of healing can be manifest because if I'm broken, I've got to be the first one in the pool and it's going to take an entourage, really. I'm going to have to have a team flanking me. So this is the scene. I want you to see it with me. Now, if we, were, if we were with the kids, I would have had you all close your eyes and I would, I would have started describing it. And then I would have looked at half of them that wasn't had their eyes closed, you know. But I want you to see the scene with me. I want you to feel the complexity of it all. I want you to see the despondency. I want you to see the brokenness for just a moment. I'm not talking about a lack of faith or a lack of hope. These people were filled with a desire to go the distance, but there were so many hurdles to clear. The timing had to be right. The order of events had to be just so. This was poolside at Bethesda. I, I, I know I'm taking my time pouring a little footer for a moment. But let me talk to you for a minute about where dreams happen. I think it's appropriate that we are mindful of the fact that these that are gathered are up on mats. They have made their bed, if you will, as close to the place of potential miracle as they could, but they are immobile. They've come as close to the promise of healing as possible, but I I can't escape this. This idea, this thought, this connection that it is when you are paralyzed, it's when you are immobile, it is when you are bedridden, it is when you are confined by circumstance and when everything is still that this is the place where dreams are dreamed. The city may be bustling, but nobody's dreaming when they're living the dream. But everybody's dreaming when they're in a place of desperation. Bear with me for just a moment, church. Whether it's a bed you made for yourself or a bed that you find yourself in, whether there's comfort or pain, it's that place, again, of paralysis and stillness where the dreams are dreamed. Again, you're not living the dream upon your bed. You're dreaming the dream upon your bed. It's subtle, but, but are you with me? Do you understand the difference? I appreciate everybody that's going with me. Let me say it like this. Joseph's dream was being dreamt when he was surrounded by envy. He was surrounded by jealousy. Hatred was being spewed at him. During the hatching of evil plots of his demise, he was dreaming. My God. But there came another time, and there was another place altogether where he would stand before his brothers and those that had betrayed him, and he would stand up as a ruler and in office over the land, and he would watch them bow. This is not the dreaming of the dream. He wasn't dreaming anymore. The time for the fulfillment of dreams had come. But you have to dream the dream in order for the dream to come true. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Hallelujah. Can I confess and will you join me if you're honest with yourself in confessing that the dream, the dream that I wish your heart makes, you know what I'm talking about? It feels good for a while. It is exciting upon its intro. But there comes a time where you just get weary of dreaming. If you're not there yet, stay tuned. Because I promise you, 30 and 8 years will begin to grind on your dream. And some of us have... Have been dreaming for too long. It's time to rise up and walk. Hallelujah. There comes a time when you inventory how long you've been dreaming and your hope can manifest itself in heartbreak. You've seen the despondency on your co-worker's faces. You've been there and you've listened to the brokenness in people's in the life of an addict. I've tried. I've been to rehab 5 times. But I keep relapsing. Come on. I'm talking about a dream will wear on you. Hope will come to a place where it feels hopeless even still. And so it was. The heads and hearts are filled with dreams. Everyone's gathered at the pool. And Jesus comes up to Jerusalem. Man, we used to sing some old song. It just popped in my head, Brother Williams. There's a promise coming down that dusty road. Mm. Back to our program. And here we find the good shepherd. At the pool of the house of mercy and kindness what in the wide world of sports is Jesus doing at the pool of Bethesda? Why would he wander among its porches? This is the great God of glory. This is the one who sits on a throne higher than any other throne. Why, why, why aren't you at the temple, Jesus? Why are you not among the religious being served and being honored? Why would the omnipotent God manifest in the flesh walk among the wounded? I hear the prophet's words upon his very lips in the temple. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Jesus is poolside at Bethesda and he's poolside this morning. Can I get a witness? Jesus is here right now. Right now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right, we're done with the footer. I hope everybody's got the scene. Now, here comes the word. This is the message, church, and I'm going to hasten on. It's in me, and it's got to come out, so you just got to bear with me without insinuation, and as plain as I can make it, I want to speak the word to every believer under the sound of my voice. I don't want to sound presumptuous this morning, but I believe if you're here, it's because you want something more. I believe you gathered at the pool because you have hope of healing. I believe you came... Because this is the place where miracles are supposed to happen. There's power here. There's anointing here. There's calling here. There's destiny here. And so you've gathered at the bull. And yet, for some of us, it's been years. It's been decades we've gathered. We're all dreaming dreams. Varying degrees, perhaps. But I see in the church of the living God, and I'm in that body... There is a spiritual impotence that makes its way into the body where we will come poolside and we'll look at the glory of God and we'll hear the declaration of the miraculous and we'll hear the promise of the stirring of the waters, but it never seems to make a difference for me that's permanent and lasting. And I leave and I feel like I've got such victory in my spirit, but Tuesday morning gives me a jab right to the jaw and I feel like victory has left the building. Come on now. But if you're here and you're like me, you're weak, but you're dreaming of being strong. (laughs) You're confused, but you're hoping to understand. You're paralyzed, perhaps, as a a witness and ineffectual in the workplace, but you do want to make a difference. Somehow you're confined to a spiritual bed or some box. And it seems like your season never arrives. I'm just going to let it sit. Maybe we gather because we want to see our friends. Maybe we come because it's tradition and mama get after me if I don't show up. But I tend to believe whether it's one or a hundred or everyone under the sound of my voice that we are ready now for something more. My God, we better be ready now for something more. Hallelujah. Hmm hallelujah church hear the voice of the prophet this morning Jesus has sent me to tell you that the season is now that your vision has too long stared at an object and at a pattern and at a protocol and at a time that just seemed beyond reach but he came up beside you this morning to whisper in your ear rise up and walk go ahead and do all that I put in your heart to do be endued with the power of the Holy Ghost. Walk in victory. Open your mouth. I'll feel it. Hallelujah. You can rise and walk. When Jesus came into this earth, the spiritual season changed. It changed not just for the day, Brother Jamie, but it changed for a dispensation. The spiritual protocol changed. Everything that was old was undone. Behold, all things became new. Jesus is standing here. Your season is now. You want to walk in power? The season you've been waiting for is here. If you want deliverance, it's here. I hear the body say, I want to be involved. I want to be used, be involved be used, volunteer serve, witness, testify let the light of his glory shine through you hallelujah Hallelujah. I got to remind you, he came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Not that you have to go through the hassle of, did I pick my suit up from the dry cleaner? Do I got everything right? Did I stay clean shaven enough to not offend anybody? Going through all the protocol to get to the house, he said, I've got an anointing and a promise for you that you can be my light in the world and see my glory manifest in the earth. Hallelujah. He came that you might have life. Let me tell you about draft day. This is all God. He drafted you. You were his first pick. (laughs) He put his jersey on you. He offered you the contract for eternity. You want to know what he thinks about you? He said, Go ahead and put my name on your life. Wear it like a badge because you're my son. You're my daughter. I am for you and you can rise up and walk. Hallelujah. Woo! Hallelujah. He put his spirit inside you and I. He filled us with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Somebody say, I've got power. Say, I've got power. Say, it's not in the pool. It's inside of me. Say, it's not in the pool. It's inside of me. We got to come to a place where what we say we mean. We can't just sing the song, but it's got to well up inside of us until it overflows. Hallelujah. Amen. You say, I'm always picked last. His word says you're chosen. You say, I'm nobody. His word says you're royalty. You say, I'm a sinner. His word says you're a holy nation. And further, you're a royal priesthood. Bridging the gap between a lost world and a God of glory. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We need a fresh revelation that God exhibits more faith in us than we do in him. I, okay, that's fine. I'll rinse and repeat. I said we need a fresh revelation that God exhibits more faith in us than we do in him. You say, Brian, I'm not sure I understand. Okay, okay. We'll break it down. He looks at Satan. Have you considered my servant Job? no 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 i know nobody wants no part of job i'm gonna be the first one to say i don't want no part of job but is it not amazing that god thought so much of job that he said you can hurl anything you want to hurl at him he won't deny me come on god has faith in you god believes in you god trusts you with the word god trusts you with the power of the holy ghost that he filled you with Gideon is hiding out by the wine press trying to thresh wheat. He's in a place that ain't even built for the purpose he's trying to bring to pass. What's the first words out of the angel's mouth after Fear Not? You mighty man of valor. Woo, look at you, Gideon. You a strong man. Are you kidding me? Gideon's like, man, don't I hope and you're shining like the brightness of the sun. Did d- 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 enemy didn't see you when you came in here, did they? Because I do you understand? But God has more faith in Gideon than Gideon had in himself. Jesus looks at Peter and says, I, I'm gonna call you Peter. What? A rock? I'm a rock? The rock is calling you the rock? Some of you just had an image of the rock, I know, and and, and that's okay because sometimes we see our celebrities more clearly than we see Jesus, but but that's just because we look at them more often. Okay, we're back to our regular schedule, so here I'm saying when you think of the rock calling somebody else a rock, that's a compliment. Well, now think of the rock calling somebody else a rock. Oh, I know you deny me, but I've got plans for you. Oh, I know you're apt to draw a sword and take somebody's ear off, but you're stronger than you think, bro. Hey, listen, Jesus believes in you. He's got a plan for you. He trusts you with this priceless, precious word and this gospel that saves and this power that heals and this salvation that delivers. It's time to move. From waiting to walking. From waiting to walking. There's great controversy in the sports world about HGH. HGH. Oh, man, they're juicing. Human growth hormones, steroids, we used to call it back in the day. I'm going to tell you right now, Brother Mark over there, you know what he's telling the kids? He said, HGH might be illegal, but HGP ain't. Holy Ghost power is what you need. Hallelujah. He's teaching your children that right now. I don't know what he's teaching, but I promise you he's teaching that. I hear him say it all the time, reminding them of who they are, reminding them of the name that's been applied to their life, reminding them of a destiny that was purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ, reminding them, reminding them. We walk in newness of life, church. Hallelujah. In the power of the understanding that God has gone before us. In the revelation of our identity of sons and daughters of God. We are joint heirs with Christ. Joint heirs with Christ. You all got the spam email. Contact us immediately with your bank accounts. Someone you don't know from a country you've never been to has just willed you $3 million. Oh, mercy. People falling for it left and right. And here's the king of glory. I'm making you join heirs with Jesus. He's the firstborn among many brethren. He, he's the firstborn among many brethren. Oh, yeah, Jesus, that's your big brother right there. He's going to share inheritance with you. Inheritance of what? Inheritance of glory. Inheritance of revelation. Inheritance of power. Inheritance of identity. Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. He entrusted us with revelation. He ordained us unto good works. So the question is to the church I yelled, told my wife I wouldn't. But the question is to the church are you done waiting? Are you done waiting? I'm 44 years old, I'm done waiting. I'm done waiting. You say, What's that mean, Brian? I'm not sure, but I can tell you what it means in baby steps. It means in January we started a home prayer group in our home. I'm done waiting. It means I started opening myself up to opportunities outside of my box and up and off of my mat and my bed. I'm done waiting. It means when I'm talking to a coworker and he's telling me about his son who's in rehab again, telling me about the demons that he's been fighting, telling me how he's been 13 years sober and he prays that his son can make it, instead of saying, "Well, I hope he does," I'm saying, "Tim, can we pray together right now because I believe that God has something special in store and I have confidence and faith in the great God of glory." I'm done waiting. I'm done waiting. Brother Calbert, I'm done waiting. We're going to open up our mouths and let the light of his glory shine. We're done waiting. Listen to me, church. We've got to be done waiting because if we're not done waiting, we ain't ready now. You think God is going to raise that place up and make it a beacon in Montgomery if we're all sitting at the buffet eating like the food expires? And nobody's serving and nobody's giving and nobody's teaching and nobody's preaching and nobody's praying and nobody's fasting? Trick question. You say that's heavy. That's true. Jesus is standing there. <laughs> and he's whispering if you listen, "Rise up and walk." Get up and walk. <laughs> Go ahead and tell your neighbor. Go ahead and witness to your Muslim friend in the marketplace. Go ahead and greet him and say, I have the hope of Jesus Christ, and I just wanted to say hello. You all think I'm crazier than chicken ice cream. I might be, but I'm telling you what, the Holy Ghost is in me, and greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, and I've got to open my mouth and declare the glory of God, my Lord. Hallelujah. Let me make it plain. Uh, If it still feels too generic for you, let me say it like this. Don't wait on those presbytery. Don't wait for an invitation from the queen. Come on now. Our hesitation may be perceived as honorable while I'm listening to the Lord. You can listen, but you need to do while you're listening. Hallelujah. Come on, church. I'm your friend. That's why I'm here. Hallelujah. We have places to go. We have things to do. We've got a church to build. There's souls to save. Hallelujah hallelujah Mm. the time for dreaming has come and gone it's time for the doing it's time for the doing praise the name of jesus now the word of god says in case i made anybody nervous let everything be done decently and in order you ever heard that well somebody say praise the lord for that But, but 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 let me help you break it down let everything be done is the what decently and in order is the how we don't escape the what because we stink at the how (laughs) oh lord help me jesus what are you trying to say brian i'm saying some things need to be done some things need to be done Hallelujah, Jesus hung upon that cross and when it was done, he said, it is finished. Hallelujah. And darkness covered the earth and the veil was rent in the temple. Do you understand? There's some things that need to be done. And you say, well, what what does decently in order look like then? Well, what are my instructions? Well, here's what it looks like. It means volunteer. It means serve. It means everything that you do, do it in and by faith and in and with humility and in and with passion and in and with sacrifice and with giving. That's what you bolt on to your doing. But for the love of God, do, do, do. Go into the earth and do. Be a doer of the word. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen amen it's good for me and I hope it's good for you church musicians let's come too often we're waiting on God to send an angel to stir the waters don't be distracted by our musicians that's not why they're here (laughs) I'm gonna say it again in case you were too often we're waiting on the angel to stir the water And God is saying to us, stir up the gift that is in you. You're waiting on his stirring. He's waiting on your stirring. See, once again, once again, he's got faith in what he's put in you. He knows. He knows who took up occupancy in your spirit, man. This tenant. This tenant. When he came in, the Holy Ghost. My God. He said, I put something in you that can do anything. Praise the name of Jesus. There may be a critical spirit that says, Brian, are you living below your privilege? Yes, I'm living below my privilege. Of course I am. Brian, have you walked this way that you're preaching? No, I haven't. I'm not, I'm not a, too too afraid to be transparent. But but here's the thing I've seen the future and the future is revival and the future is in time revival the future isn't a weekend of revival the future is whosoever will the future is healing and hope the future is your sons and daughters shall prophesy the future is your old men shall dream dreams oh let's talk about that for a minute there comes a time in life where the doing escapes me that's why we ain't talking about young men dreaming dreams prophet joel We're talking about old men dreaming dreams. You know what they're dreaming, young person? (laughs) They're dreaming about future generations and what they're going to do. They're dreaming about your friends at the altar in the new worship center being filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Uh, They're dreaming about you signing up to volunteer and teach in children's ministry. That's what they're dreaming about. And it's not God's will that we be thwarted by spiritual paralysis today. He doesn't want us to just behold the object of his power, come to the pool, follow our routine over and over. Oh, isn't it glorious? There's miracles there. There's going to be a visitation. There's a time. There's a season coming. And Jesus walks in to blow the whole thing up. You, 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 know, you know what occurred to me? And this happens to me a lot because I'm, well, I'll let you finish that. I, I wonder in my spirit, did God speak to anyone before he spoke to Abraham? Did he say to anyone else, get up out of your land and leave your kindred? But they didn't. Was there anyone else at the pool that was so familiar and had gotten so good at sitting poolside that had become so accommodating of their condition that he said, rise and walk? And they looked at him and said... I'm not afraid of the silence. I don't have scripture for it. But I believe rise and walk. Anyone that heard it could have taken up their bed and walked that day. The night... The night, the night is far spent. It's the time for dreaming and hopes and patterns of paralysis. All of that has gone on long enough. The day is at hand and the day star is here right now. He's speaking words of life. Get up, get up, get up, get up. Rise up and walk. Take up your bed. Don't even leave it there because if you leave it there, you'll come back to it. Pick it up. Don't even go back. Don't even go back. The dreams you've dreamed, they're fulfilled today. Young person, set your alarm. Seek him early in the morning. Mom and dad, turn off the TV and open up that book and teach your children. (laughs) Show them the miracle. I wish I could explain to you the wonder in Braylon's eyes when I tell her about a fish that had money in its mouth. I wish I could explain to you the wonder when I tell her about a man who got tricked on his wedding day. And the wife wasn't who he fell in love with. Do you understand what the preacher's trying to convey today? Career professional, let your light so shine among men in every manner of conversation. We have got to be ready now. We've got to be ready now. I'm praying the work of the Spirit right now. As our musicians begin to sing, I would ask us all to stand. I wrestled with this word. God put it in my heart all the way back in November. I'll tell you where it happened. It happened at an altar. I, this ain't in my notes, but I'm, I'm just going to tell you. I'm going to share it with you. I was praying in desperation and I said, God, I just feel paralyzed. And He spoke to me so clearly and said, Then get up and walk. It came so fast and it came so furious, it it shocked me. What do you mean, God? Is that simple? He said, Have you read John 5? So I began to look at the word. And here we are, church. The fulfillment of promise is here. (laughs) Your time and your season, it's here. The protocol has already been fulfilled. Jesus rewrote the book. Rise up and walk. promise his word is sure church somebody reach for him don't don't let this moment pass you by father god we want to learn to rise and walk lord when we look up in bewilderment and disbelief and we hear your word but we still feel immobilized god help us father to rise and to walk and to be endued with the power that you have desired god to pulse through us lord to be manifest in the earth in the name of Jesus. If the Spirit of the Lord has moved upon your heart, I'm asking you to respond. You don't have to come up front, but whatever you've got to do in your spirit, man, rise up and walk. Let's go from waiting to walking, Tree of Life Church. From waiting to walking.